<laughs> We're going to get Trenton, Trenton Penner up here in just a moment. Um, I get a little pump fake there for you. Sorry, bud. Um, I've asked Trenton to just speak on what's on his heart, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, before I do that, I would like my two friends to come up here. These are my friends, Lewis and Megan. Okay, um, Lewis and I go way back. Okay, and this was the best man in my wedding. And um, and Meg, where Lou goes, Meg goes. So, um, Karis and I and and Zion, Zion like loves these two. Um, she's been like invading their personal space. They've been staying with us several days. We love it. <laughs> Zion's just been like, I want to go in there and play with Megan. I'm trying to get her out. <laughs> I'm like, she's trying to like do her hair and stuff. And I'm like, Zion, come out of there. She's like, she comes, opens the door. She's like, we're having a good time. <laughs> so I just, oh, yeah. I wanted you guys, I just wanted you guys, you who are my friends, to see my friends. They've been here before. They're here a year ago when we were in the hut. And they, like Lewis was like, man, y'all don't mess around. <laughs> like, saw us in our outdoor, you know. Um, thing. So I just, I just want to, I want to put these two before you because they're very important to my heart and very important in my life. I wouldn't be who I am without this guy. Thank and you. I just wanted you, you guys to see him. I want you to pray for him and for Megan. I want you guys to be free. You know, uh, their, where their hearts are wide open to anything you would say to them. You can speak a prophetic word to them. You can speak out of love and kindness to them. Their hearts are wide open. One of the things that I, I just love about a person, I can, like, I, I want to be totally patient, like Jesus is, you know, um, but I have a lot of patience with a lot of mistakes because, you know, I make a lot of mistakes. We all make a lot of mistakes. Um, and the thing that is most attractive to me about a human, I think, is when there's just an openness to God. And not talking about God or talking about your good actions. I mean, we got a lot of talk about God. We got a lot of talk about good actions. When there's a sincere openness to God, it's so beautiful. And so uh, my friends are open. And I, I, if, if you guys have anything to pray over them, you know, when we do ministry time at the end, uh, they'll give you full permission. <laughs> you know? They've got little targets right here. But I just wanted to bring them up and uh, just really honor them and, um, they live in Bowling Green, and I, I believe there's going to be more connection between us and them in the future. And uh, I just, I just wanted to, you guys to see my good friends. Yeah. You got anything you want to say, man? It's just a, a real special group here, uh, the people and the ministry. And uh, there's an anointing on this this place and this ministry, uh, just really, really high anointing and, and special group of people. So. This is really be a part of it. I only come here like once or twice a year, what we do because we live so far away, but uh, this is good to be here. So good to be yeah. with y'all. Thank you, bro. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Trey. I love you. Love you. Um, now, one last thing. I want to give you a commercial, okay? A commercial. Now. My little Mary Band. I am convinced that... Um, God is assembling something globally. He's got a global assembly called His Little Mary Band. Now, I'm not going to take the time that's given to Trenton to unpack all of that now, but I am going to give you a commercial. 
Okay? I believe he is assembling a little part of his merry band right here in our land. Okay? It's a five-fold merry band. Okay? Mama Mary is one piece of it. Mary Magdalene is another piece of it. Mary of Bethany is another piece of it. And those three Marys, if we can capture what God's wanting to show us through those three Marys, we will become a Mary Mary. Like a happy little Mary. Let me tell you, I'm a man's man. I like to lift weights. I wish I could fix stuff better. Like handyman John back there, like stuff people good with their hands. You know, I wish I was like that, but... I'm not so much like that. I'm a manly man, but I am not afraid. In fact, I am ready to become this little Mary he's talking about. I'm ready to be like these three Marys, and I'm ready to impact them before you guys. But the best thing about being a Mary Mary is that Jesus says, I'm a Mary Mary. So I'm going to tell you something. The way God's raised me and trained me through the trenches, I don't speak to you guys. I don't speak messages unless he's given me the green light because it's just too tough in the spirit. <laughs> and he usually has me speak once or twice a month. Sometimes I won't, I'll go a month and I won't speak. The Lord's put it on my heart. March is your month, buddy. And it's the month where I'm going to be unpacking the identity of this crew. I believe he wants to speak identity of this Mary band. Five messages. Five Marys for the month of March. And so, I'm just giving you a commercial. Starting next month, next Sunday, March 1st, five Sundays, I'm going to be unpacking Mary up here. I believe it's going to be really special. And I'm ready to go. And I think it's going to be really important. So, there's my Mary commercial. Trenton, come talk to us about Jesus, man. Yeah. You want to use this, Trenton? Would this be good for you? I want, I want to use it. Yeah, yeah were, you, were you the one who put up, brought it up here? No. But so I, like, as soon as I saw it, I yeah, like, like, yeah, it's a gift straight for you, brother. Enjoy. <laughs> God is so poetic. Um, I I prepared what the Lord gave me, and Aaron prepared what the Lord gave him, and Travis has been leading and speaking how the Lord has directed and guided him. It's just God is so poetic. Um, God, I just ask that you would um, you would just come right now and, and bless us more with your presence. We're hungry, Lord. We want, we want to know you. We want to worship you. We want to enjoy you, Jesus. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint each of our hearts to worship you. Yeah. Yeah, we just come. Touch our hearts to worship you, Jesus. Have you signed up yet to join the choir? Don't you know? There's going to be a choir. Actually, you're already signed up. 
Don't worry, you'll have plenty of time to celebrate later. There's no higher calling. There's no higher duty. It's no small thing being a choir member. It's a, it's a glorious calling. You may not realize it, but it's all the rave. I assure you, choir members have it made. You know why, don't you? Let me tell you, choir members have it made because they get to sing the most beautiful songs about the most beautiful one as they behold his glory and splendor and radiance. There is no one more beautiful than the Lamb of God and the one who sits upon the throne. So let's join the choir. Let's sign up to behold his glorious, splendorous, radiant beauty. Yes, we will sing his praises. We will behold his glory. Yet even more, we can do that now. That's what we were doing this morning. Sure, our our abilities to to worship God are so weak and even pathetic compared to what they will be. Um, But we can behold him now. Our, Our ability to see him is fuzzy and dim. But why wait? If, if let's say you were blind, Michael, I'm picking on you. Let's say you were blind. You go to a doctor. The doctor says, I can heal you of your blindness, but you have to wait 20 years. In the meantime, if you like, I could give you partial sight. Wouldn't, like, I would definitely, I'll go for partial sight. Like, hey, I, let me see as much of Jesus as I can. I, I, I'm really excited about seeing him in the fullness. Eyes wide open. Um, but I'll, let me see as much of him now as I can. Or, uh, or let's say someone um, gave you unlimited wealth, um, but you had to wait 20 years to access it. And if, they, if you were allowed partial access to unlimited wealth, wouldn't you take that? I, I would take that. I would make use of that. And, and we have all the riches in Christ Jesus. Even if we can only access that a little bit, even if we only understand that and realize that a little bit, we have it. You could be like the billions of people who haven't tasted his goodness at all, um, who haven't seen any of his beauty at all. But if you've had a taste, if you've been given a glimpse, join the choir. Sing his praises now. Behold his beauty now. Do you want to see the beauty of the Lamb and of the one who sits upon the throne? Then let's turn to the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we are given a glimpse of his beauty. I just want to throw out a plug for Matthew's study group. Go ahead and join that. I I can't because I have class that same night. But go ahead and join that. and Behold the beauty of the Lamb. Um, I'm going to ask for a couple volunteers to read because I think it'll help my voice last longer. So if someone would, um, you don't have to stand, but feel free to stand. Whoever would like, um, whoever's first to read Revelation 1, verses 1 and 2. And, uh, just a, a strong, clear voice, don't need to read too fast. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. 
and he sent the, he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Amen. So, um, just to give context, this book is the revelation of Jesus to us through his angel, through John. And John is just a medium to show us, the re to reveal Jesus to us more. And now if there would be another volunteer, um, this is a longer passage. Um, if they would be willing to read the same chapter, verses 7 to the end of the chapter. 7 to 20. Behold, he appears within the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the people groups of the earth will weep with sorrow because of him. And so it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God, who is, who was, who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, am your brother and companion in tribulation, the kingdom and the patience that are found in Jesus. I was exiled on the island of Patmos because of the ministry of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit realm on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice sounding like a trumpet saying to me, write in a book what you see and said to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. When I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands. And walking among the lampstands, I saw someone like a son of man wearing a full-length robe with a golden sash over his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, white as glistening snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were gleaming like bright metal, as though they were glowing in a fire. And his voice was like the roar many rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword, and his face was shining like the brightness of the blinding sun. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, and I heard this reassuring voice saying, Don't yield to fear. I am the beginning, and I am the end the living one. I was dead, but now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys that unlock death and the unseen world. Now I want you to write what you have seen, what is and what will be after the things that I reveal to you. The mystery of the lampstands and the seven stars is this. The seven lampstands are the seven churches and the seven stars in my right hand are the seven messengers of the seven churches. Thank you. That's my big brother. Let's worship him. Let's join the choir. Isn't he beautiful? He's so beautiful. Um, turn to uh, Revelation 4. Um, if I could have, again, lots of reading, but I, I just feel like God can speak better than me, so I'll... Um, a volunteer to read chapter 4 and then another volunteer to read chapter 5.
Yeah, that's right. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. And he who sat there was like jasper and a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had the face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six rings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before the throne, before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written with him on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel playing with a loud voice, who was worthy to open the scroll and break its seals. And no one in heaven or on earth was, or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look on it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they have reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might, and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb the blessing of honor and glory and right forever and ever. Amen. 
And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders will have a Just an aside, um, if, if someone comes to you and they tell you that in Jesus is the embodiment of the Father, and that's true, if, if they say that and they refer to the Gospels in particular, but they leave out, ignore, or disregard, or worse, disdain, the Jesus <coughs> revealed to us in the book of Revelation, don't trust them. Don't trust them. Jesus is also revealed to us in the book of Revelation. He is glorious. He doesn't fit our nice box very easily. Um, join the choir. I didn't, I didn't know that um, Travis would advertise a band. And I didn't know that he was going to get us to sing a cappella. A song that is right here. I I had no idea. God is so poetic. I I think that's a sign. He's like, okay, pay attention. I I have something for you. Receive an impartation to worship more and more and more. There is no higher calling. There is no greater duty. Um, Flushing the toilet. um, Doing the dishes. Walking down the street. Singing when you're at church or, or not singing and just receiving or just worship. However, whenever, all the time. Because you're joining with what's already happening. John, John saw what was going on. We can participate with what's already going on. Like, we don't need to get distracted with different things, whether it's movies or novels or, or what have you. Whatever our phones, um, we can participate with what is currently happening in heaven. That the Lamb who was slain is receiving worship, and there, there's nothing greater than that than to worship Him. And 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 I say that in a sense, I say that by faith, because it's like, like spiritually, I get that, but yet in my mind, it's still like, how does that make sense? Because I still get so distracted. My flesh still longs for so many other things. But, but I can choose to agree with what's recorded here, with what's been revealed to us, and I can choose to acknowledge, no, there is nothing greater. This movie I really want to watch isn't greater than participating with what's going on in the courtroom of heaven right now. Yeah. I, one thing, as I was studying this, it was just kind of neat. The, uh, the elders... They're like a, a blessed ensemble. They're, they're choir members, just like we're choir members, but yet they get to be closer, and they get to be a, a special, select, blessed group. And, and I call them ensemble because simply what it says they do is they worship. That, that's what they do. So they're, they're a blessed ensemble. And the four living creatures, they're like the holy quartet. They, they're just worshiping. That's all they do. They have all these eyes so they can more easily behold. That's what I think. The eyes are for beholding the beauty of them. They were created just like us to behold the beauty of God. The, the scroll, I believe, the scroll in the hand of the one who sits upon the throne, it, it could be like a, a title deed. For the earth, it, it could be like a kind of like an idea of a last will and testament. 
you know, once the right time this, this gets executed. I, I personally think it stands for the purposes and the will of God yet to be carried out. And they won't be carried out until one is found who can carry it out. Which is why John weeps when he realizes there's no one, there's no one who can, who can carry out the purposes of God, the will of God, like all the promises for Israel, the, the, all the prophecies about the Messiah, even the coming of the Messiah was it all for nothing. Was John's life of dedication to his master, like as he has this revelation, he's probably like in the area of 90 years old. He's at the, near the end of his life. Like, was it all for nothing? That's why he weeps, because it's just, just the, the anguish of loss. Of like, how can, it, how can it all be for nothing? No one is found who can, who's worthy to take the scroll from the one who sits upon the throne. And then the elder tells him, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's a messianic title from the book of Genesis. That, uh, I believe Jacob, yeah, Jacob prayed over his sons, over Judah. The root of David. That's kind of a, a, a play on words, an allusion to the uh, messianic title of the, the branch from David. The shoot from David, as a descendant of David, but this is the root of David. He actually comes before. It's, it's a, he's also God. The Messiah is God. And he has conquered. How has he conquered? By being a lamb. Like, you'd read this and you think, John sees a ferocious lion whose roar shakes the earth. But he sees a lamb who is slain. It's, it's so beautiful. Our, our Jesus, who is a ferocious lion and a gentle lamb, who laid himself down the Passover lamb. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Passover sacrifice, the blood ransom to purchase people, a nation that would worship God. The, uh, the song, or uh, Revelation 5 verse 8, is, is so cool because the Holy Quartet and the Blessed Ensemble, actually, I want, sorry, I want to back up. I, I, studying this, when it, verse 7 is almost like the climax of human history, where a, a Jewish man whose bed when he was a baby was a feeding trough, approaches Almighty God and takes the, the, the will of God, plan, purposes, battle plan, if you will, from the hand of God. Like, everyone else would be, like, obliterated a few miles away, and he takes it from the hand of God. A, a man... A Jewish man, no less. The Jews throughout history have been the scum of the earth. A Jewish man takes the scroll from the hand of God Almighty. And the natural response, the immediate response is, is the, 
holy quartet and the blessed ensemble worship him. Like, enter hallelujah chorus. Like, of course, what, what other response is there but to just worship him? The, the one who is worthy. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you are slain, and by your blood you ransomed every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. This song that they sang, a new song, is so fitting. It, it points to Exodus 12, the, the Passover, the institution of the Passover. Jesus, who takes the scroll, is the fulfillment of the Passover lamb. Every tribe and language and people and nation, he has ransomed. That's the fulfillment of Mount Sinai, the, the wedding covenant between Yahweh and the people of Israel, where he promised them in Exodus 19, uh, yeah, Exodus 19, and he says, I'm going to make you a kingdom of priests, a ro- royal kingdom of priests. And, and it's just so glorious that we're included too. Every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. It's, it's fixing Genesis. It's a reminder of Genesis 1 that God gave the earth to Adam and Eve and said, exercise dominion. And here Jesus finally is the fulfillment of what they lost with the fall. That finally one was worthy to restore humanity to the place of reigning on the earth. And we we get to reign as his little brothers and sisters. He's our big brother if we have been adopted into the family of God. Then that's not enough. All the angels want in too. It says myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands... Like that could, like that's millions of angels, possibly even billions of angels. Like, like Marvel's got nothing on Jesus. Like all the epicness, and all, like it's that's not, it's got nothing on Jesus. I want to join with the billions of angels. They're not distracted by our, our superhero stories and stuff. If you want a superhero story, read the Book of Revelation. Jesus is our superhero. And, and the glory revealed here is, is uncomparable. And they sing their song. And then, that's not enough, every creature, and just in, just in case it wasn't clear, John is like, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and then in the sea and in all of them, like just in case, like no, not, there's no area excluded, like every creature Join the choir. Every creature will worship him. It's our, it's our delight, our, our duty, our privilege, our joy to worship. Now turn to um, Revelation 22. Actually, don't yet. Sorry. There's a couple things I, I would love to actually share. Um, just because it's because it, it, it helps us in our worship, I want to share these things. The lamb had seven horns. We learn from 
Gabriel interpreting things for Daniel in Daniel 7, that horns are a sign of authority and power. The number seven is a sign of completion or perfect. So the lamb has perfect and complete all authority and power. He is worthy. His seven eyes, eyes are a sign of wisdom and knowledge. He has perfect, complete, all knowledge and wisdom. The seven spirits doesn't mean that there are seven Holy Spirits. It's, it's, a, it's that the Holy Spirit is perfect and complete and has, and I think it also includes the idea that he has various manifestations throughout the earth, throughout history. He has worked and revealed himself in various ways. Sometimes he comes like oil, sometimes like fire, sometimes like wind. Sometimes he's our comforter. Sometimes he's our kick in the butt, etc. Okay, now let's go to Revelation 22. I, I just think it's really neat that today is February 23rd. Um, because as I'll just I'll just read verses one to five, but it's just neat how what verse twenty-three is. Um, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the middle of the street and of the city. Also on either side of the river, as we have rivers of living water flowing from our hearts. Thank you, rivers. <laughs> With its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. It's, it's what we will do for eternity. And, and we can... We can and, why not now? They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Our identity is in him and night will be no more. They will need no lamp, no light of lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. That's also a, a fulfillment of the Sinai covenant, Exodus 19, that God would dwell with us. God, I um, God, I love you. Can I take like five minutes? So I wanna, I wanna pray over us, and then I want us to pray over one another. So I'll, I'll facilitate, and I'll help us know what to pray. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> um, so just, I, I wanna pray for us to receive an anointing like David had to worship. And just just uh, two points of clarification um, that can help some of us is um, the beauty of the Lamb is more than just His physical appearance. He's, his wisdom is beautiful. His knowledge is beautiful. His strength is beautiful. So when we, when we sing praise to the beauty of the Lamb, we're talking about His whole being. Everything about him is beautiful. And 
and worship is more than merely singing. It includes singing. The, the elders played harps, harp player here, and, and lifted up bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And so our prayers are worship. They're a pleasing aroma before God. And so our, our worship includes music, but it's not only music. And the combination of prayer and music, by the way, that's not new. That's not like 21st century, yeah, those charismatics. No, that, that's been going on in heaven for a, a while already. <laughs> music and prayer. Um, yeah, just, just, uh, just posture yourselves to receive. Just, I just have a yes in your heart if this is what you want. Just agree with the Lord. I just ask for all of us that you would give us a spirit of worship, the, the Holy Spirit, to help us worship you more and more. Ask for an anointing upon us to worship like David did. Just free and full that we would be consumed by your beauty, by your glory, and that our partial sight would increase, that our partial ability to worship, our, our fatigue, or our distraction, I pray, that our ability to worship would increase. Reveal yourself more and more as. Okay, now turn to um, a neighbor. It might be a little weird because we have multiple neighbors figured out, but like maybe a person on each side of you, just just if they are okay with it, put a hand on their shoulder and just say, I bless you to worship the Lamb. I bless you to behold His beauty. Jesus, who is the one as read in the scriptures that Trent highlighted, he's the one who's standing in the midst of the lampstand, which is his church. He's standing in the midst of us. He's standing here as real as this thing is here. He's standing. And he's real humble because he'll let you miss him if you want to miss him rather than see him. But for those who are humble and receive, he's like, it's, it's what's called good soil. He'll scatter some seeds in your heart. And I really believe what Trent just said. God used him as a messenger. God is scattering. Jesus is scattering. A new seed for us to worship him. And I do believe it'll show up through singing, through playing. But guys, 
we are we exist to worship. Let your lives be a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable act of worship. Some of you in here have been worshiping God, but you're waiting for God to help you worship Him in spirit and truth. There is help today in the room in the form of the helper, Holy Spirit. See, that's Jesus' right hand man. He's like Holy Zorro coming through here. Cutting out things that don't belong in your heart and putting good things into your heart. And I'm telling you right now, in my heart, what I'm feeling is there are people receiving right now. Right now. There are hearts who are saying, there are actually little hands, like Anna's hands in the back. There's hands of people's hearts that are going like this. Yeah, I'll take that seed. There is a seed of worship being dropped for us today. Not just for these Sunday mornings, although it does impact that. This is for your life. Okay? So I, for one, I'm going to open up my hands and my heart and say, God, I need this seed. I need this seed. I want this seed. And I encourage you to do that too. This is for us. But it's for us so that we can be for Him. That's what we're here for, just to be for Him. So as you posture yourself and Aaron sings as he's led... Just take a moment to posture, receive that seed of worship. It's a seed for you. It's got your name. It's a Spencer seed. You know, just perfect. It flows through your anointing, through your skills, musically, life, passions. Come on. You got to worship Him with your creativity. You're creative, man. Worship Him with that. Just, yeah. And then, after you receive that seed today, you're free if you need to go eat. God bless you. Enjoy your lunch. If you are, can you tarry, if you can tarry a little bit to pray with somebody and bless them with your life of worship, do that. If you can receive more through somebody praying for you, do that. Let's just open up and receive right now and then see what God wants to do. Lord, I just receive your seed and I just pray you give grace to your people to receive.